0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Hey everyone, how are y'all doing? Um, nice to be back yeah. in the office here. What was that, Mike? Y'all? How y'all doing? Yeah, I guess that's spending too much time in the south for me, huh? How, how are the grits down there? I'm not a grits guy. Um, you know, biscuits I, gravy about as far as I can go. I, I
2: I was I was not a grits guy until I went down to visit some friends in South Carolina and went to like a, you know, a breakfast a diner, and they and I and they didn't have like what I wanted, so all they had was grits as the side, and I tried it, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. It's sort of like thicker cream of wheat, and I like cream of wheat. So yeah, it's
0: better than cream of wheat. I don't like cream of wheat, but I I could deal with grits. I
1: can. You can. Wow, that's interesting. I, I would not have taken you as a grits person either. That's
0: interesting. And, well, and I now, spent time in Texas, remember, and right. And so I kind of okay. I, it's not like
2: I order it with any kind of meal, but if I see it and I haven't had it in a long time, yeah, I'll eat it. And and now and now that I like I, I watch like diners, drive-ins, and dives all the time, <laughs> and now I'm watching like gourmet grits. It's like you know they do it with shrimp and they do it. With, I'm like, okay, this this works and grits
0: would be really good. I haven't tried
2: that, but I would love
1: that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't I, I really um I, I don't mind the uh, like I'm not a big um sausage person in general, but uh, biscuits and gravy are pretty darn good. Although those just absolutely kill you. I mean they're just like there's no question about it that you're eating food that's going to kill you when you're
2: eating it. Yeah, but it but it's not the typical gravy. It's not like gravy like people think it is, like in terms of like yeah. gravy for a ro- like roast beef or, or turkey. It's like a white gravy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like a almost like a um was that? Um, oh, the other thing that's really good. That's like that. that's breakfast food that has like um, – oh, man.
2: You mean chicken and waffles? Like chicken and waffles. No,
1: not that. But it has the gravy and, and little meat in it. Oh, what's it called? i do oh, anyway, but yeah, so – yeah, That's Nashville for you. I'm back. I'm wearing the hockey sh- the shirt that they gave the uh, media in Nashville. Russ, I have to say they were – um Nashville has so, a so the eight options. So the
2: media could be completely unbiased.
1: Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Although I will say this, I mean, I don't remember ever getting thirty percent off, thirty-five percent off merchandise. If you're immediate- no, I've gotten
0: thirty off merchandise from other teams.
1: Oh, you have? I guess I never asked before. It's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the <laughs> secrets of the trade. If you go up to the people who sell the stuff, they usually give you a discount.
1: Yeah, interesting. I did not know that. So I've spent paying like a sucker. Yeah, these- you know. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people wanted things back from Nashville because it's such a. See, so I brought back you know a whole bunch of shirts. And I was thrilled to get, I think, thirty five percent off or something like there.
0: Yeah, see, that's good. But they made you feel good about your purchase.
1: That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, and everybody. You know, I mean, and uh, you know, I guess to read the art, to read the articles, you know, everybody's so so glowing about the city. I guess everyone is. Uh, <laughs> is yeah, they're acting like
0: they just it. discovered it. It is weird. But it
1: is funny, isn't it? I mean, it really is. I I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but you know, I do feel like. I've been to that party a long time and I just, I really think, I mean, obviously this whole situation is, is, is everything is good about Nashville times 10, but it's always good about, everything's always good about Nashville.
2: It's it's sort of, it's sort of like a band that you like and you've liked them for like five years and then all of a sudden everybody discovers them and they think, Oh my God, this band is great. And yet you knew that the band was great five years ago.
1: No, right. That's exactly it. And so it's it's so really funny short, little quick story. I was, um, I had about an, Hour and a half to kill yesterday. And this is something I usually don't do, and I didn't do it out of you know I didn't do it on purpose. But I traveled. I basically couldn't fly out of Nashville until seven thirty at night the day after the game. And usually I wouldn't do that. I would usually try to and I would try to get back as soon as possible. But that was the only cheap flight I could get out. So I had a whole day in Nashville, which was really nice. Like you know just to get a chance to actually just walk around for a while. And I went to three three different three different bars, and there were, there was uh, people singing and all of them, and they were really it's funny. So So the first part I go into, they have a a fiddler, a girl fiddler, and a girl singer, and a whole band. Mm -hmm. All these bands take requests all the time. This is a big request thing, so they're throwing up requests. They're like, what do you want to hear? And of course, you know, someone with a fiddler will always inevitably, someone will yell out, Devil Goes Down to Georgia always, you know, and you can tell the band is just like, oh, we do not want to play Devil Goes Down to Georgia again. That's like Freebird. It's like saying Freebird. Right. That's what they said. Actually, they said two things. People ask us, "Freebird." That was an Georgia.
0: I, I yell Freebird just to be a jerk. I admit it.
1: Now the way bands make money in Nashville, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have. I mean, believe me. And being in a band, having heard that, I would have had your head. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> so like you know, normally, um, you know, bands get paid by the club. But the way they get paid in Nashville is they have a, they, they they literally pass the hat. They'll have a cowboy hat. They'll pass around and you and you tip them. Um, and quite often it'll be a guitar solo. The band will launch into like a solo section of the guitarist, and then you know the cute singer girl will walk around the cl- walk around the club with a, with the hat, say, "Hey, we want you to support the band." You know, what can you say? Of course, yeah, you are gonna throw money in there. Bam, bam, bam. So, so it's all about you know they they really are working for tips. So, and I don't, know, I, you know, I wonder how much money they make. They do four hour shifts. I didn't. It's I'm very curious. I'd love to do a whole like story on that. But um, so they they say, "Well, all right, well listen." This is the deal. You can tell that. Everybody who's there was, you know, a lot of people are there. Tourists, they're getting taken, but I'm sure they've done this a thousand times. So this is the deal: we'll play Devil Goes Down to Georgia for a hundred bucks, and they go, okay. And so we need. So let's say, so so someone I got a ten, I got a five, I got twenty, and you know, within like no time at all, they had a hundred bucks, and. They did it. They played doubles on Georgia.
2: See, I'd be praying for ninety nine fifty and they fell short so they didn't have to play it. I wanna say when I paid for that concert when it was a big deal, I
0: probably paid twenty bucks. And I have to admit, I wouldn't even pay twenty bucks to hear that song now. No, yes. it was really fun.
1: There's a real mob mentality to that song in the drunken bar with a yeah. fiddler. And then so the ne- so I go to the next place was much smaller. It was a smaller place with only like ten people. In that there must have been hundred people watching the band. This the next place was maybe ten or fifteen girl singer with her brother really really funny duo and she's where you're from and um turns out she is from literally three quarters of a mile from where i live there's a strange thing like she's from the same town that i live in now she went to the high school that my daughter goes to and she grew up on a street that i could walk to um and it was just it was just bizarre you know like here we are in that she's been there for seven years so anyway really nice people so let's start off with the show shall we Today's date. It's funny, Mike, when you're running the show, I don't have the date right in front of me. June June the 7th. June the 7th. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Hello, hockey world. It's Wednesday, June 7th, 2017.
2: I'm Michael (laughs) Logello.
1: I'm Russ Cullen from Sportsology. (laughs) And I'm excellent. You guys are laughing at me for not knowing the day I right am. Well, because it wasn't confident. There was no
0: confidence whatsoever in that. It was like very Wait, tentative. Was like it... a final?
1: The day of the week just loses all significance. I have no like idea.
2: Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday.
1: I only know it's Wednesday because Game 5 is on Thursday. Um, let's launch into Game 5. And the stats, of course, are being thrown out there. And then we'll get into the rumors quickly. We're only going to talk a little bit about the game today because we've talked a lot about the finals. We want to get more rumors today. Um, go ahead, Mike.
2: I think the only thing that is worthy of talking about regarding the game because nothing is really going to come out until tomorrow is the fact that there's you know, massive attention about somebody who's not going to play. Chris Latang skating in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, this is how desperate people are for news because there, there's no way he's playing. And if he does play, it's, it's like a m- m- miracle and he's not going to play. But that he skated fair, today no. at the practice facility and now all of a sudden it's a story.
1: Well, I mean, it's going to be, right? And Sullivan came out and said there's a 100% chance he doesn't play. And um, I wonder, you know, I wonder. I mean, I I, I think there's 100%, but it was just very – so, of course, this is what everyone's going to say. And then, you know, the second he starts skating, you see what's
0: happening. It's subterfuge. Again, Sullivan learned from Torts. Let's be real about this.
1: Yeah, right. This is a distraction about the fact that the, the Penguins haven't played very well.
0: And it gets them to change their game plan even if they're not 100% Nashville.
1: Right. And he's also gone out of the way now to also not announce his starter for the game. And this is... um, It's very towards like Yeah, that's another one. And and it's got to be Murray. Although it was pointed out to me today, and I found this fascinating, that last year, do you remember, that during the Tampa series, um, the same kind of thing happened, and Game 5 came along, and he went back to Flurry. Like, he started the the playoffs with Flurry, went to Murray... And during Game Five of the Stanley Cup Semifinals, you know, so the Conference Finals, he, on Game Five, went back to Flurry. Flurry lost that game in overtime, and then went back to Murray in Game Six and Seven, and they won both games. I don't think there's any chance he's going to Flurry, but it, it was it is kind of interesting. It's the same situation, sort of. It's the same
0: chance of me winning Powerball.
1: Yeah, except you're not playing for the Cup, which is a big deal, right? So,
0: hey, if I play, if I win Powerball, I could buy the Stanley Cup.
1: Or at I'll least rent it, or at least rent it. You know what you can't do? You can't actually sell a Stanley Cup that's life size. There's 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 a law about this. I found out. There's actually you can't. I even believe like- that.
0: I believe you yeah, know. And it, all right, now you've hit on an area that I like to talk about. because right. I hate the tinfoil cup, and I'll tell you why. The tinfoil cup is an abomination of the Stanley Cup. It makes it look bad. It makes you look like a second rate fan. What I do like are the people that actually. Get like cardboard or whatever, and they spray paint it and make it look like the cup, but it isn't the cup. The tinfoil cup is the bailout. It's like I don't have any creation, create creativity or imagination, so I'm going to get four rolls of tinfoil from the dollar store and make a Stanley Cup. No,
1: that's not it. No, no I, I, I on the other hand. hand, now I prefer the tinfoil cup to the inflatable sold cup that people. That you can oh, no. buy I, to the inflatable, yes. The inflatable, forget that one. That's yeah. The inflatable you know, cup you're... that you can buy is, is, I'd rather have somebody go put a little effort in and make something.
2: Now, the inflatable, I, 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 I have nothing, I have nothing to add on this. I, add.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have this cup, right? So, here's like, this is like, um, see if I can do this without breaking my whole studio. Oh, lord. All right, so this is, this is, I think there's something inside this. Whoops, yeah, there is. Um, all right, that's where I put that. Um, all right, so. This is the this is the uh, this you can buy you used to be able to buy. I don't think you can buy it anymore from the NHL store. All right. Man respect if you walk around with that.
0: Yeah, right. zero it's respect like, for the tinfoil cup, which cost you eight dollars and forty seven cents to
1: make. Yeah, I really this want that thing as a fourth scale. scale or something like that. Yeah. So this is you know, and it's pretty cool. I mean, I I think it's cool to have a Stanley Cup like this, but um I, I for one would love a full-size Stanley Cup for my man cave. I think that would be really cool. I have this one.
2: Yeah. Here too. I, I somehow feel inadequate because I have nothing.
1: You got no Stanley Cup. Well, I, I even have a Vesna trivia. I mean, oh, come on. If you have a little Vesna trivia.
2: now that's a clown's money, isn't it? Vesna.
1: Little little piece of trivia. When Tom
0: <laughs> Thumb won the Stanley Cup, this is the one they passed on.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I know, I know a guy though.
2: I, I, I have a, I have this cup.
1: <laughs> I know a guy who's a welder, and he will make you a Stanley Cup. And That's
0: awesome. Do that.
1: Yes. Do it. Do it. Go for but it. Apparently, it. it's illegal to even do that. Uh, Don't <laughs> do that. No Don't do that at home. Makes <laughs> no sense to me that that could even be. I mean, can you legally say that you can't reproduce something on your own if you're not selling it? Like, if he was just to make me a cup. For, for fun, and I was not buying it. Technically, maybe taking him out for beer or buying something else from him.
0: Well, what if I made the Stanley Cup, but it had like a a blue hue to it, and it wasn't silver?
1: Yeah, no. I see. I think that they really are. There is there are very very well, specific rules about this trophy.
2: If 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 you wanted to make if you wanted to make a facsimile of the Stanley Cup and then make a case that it wasn't the actual Stanley Cup, just put any team of the last fifty years of the Maple Leafs on it. Right, there you go. it
1: can't be possibly real. No, um, yeah. I, know, so I mean a
2: three D printer might be a good way to make a Stanley Cup. I don't know if I've ever seen
1: one come. Up. What? Someone did that, and um, okay. I remember them. I remember them on Twitter years ago. I don't know if they ever finished it, but they had this thing they were doing, and um, they were doing it for charity. And for like, I think I put a hundred bucks into it. For, it was for charity, and you would for a hundred bucks, they would be able to make another ring of the Stanley Cup, and your name or your company would be on it. I think it's something okay. like that. I don't know if it ever came out. But um, it was it's a good like great advertising because nobody's ever talked about it. I know, When well, I don't even know. if I was just taking completely. But I think that yeah, it was um,
2: it was a scam. It was a Ponzi scheme. It might have been, but um,
1: you know that you know. Hopefully, the money went to a good place. So I've never seen the actual cup, but yeah, I would love. I would love to. You know, I told my friend, I'm like, you know, how much do you want to build me an actual life size Stanley Cup? And he said he'd have to make it. Smaller or bigger, or else people would come after them. I,
2: I I can say this with all confidence. Yeah. If if there was a price to pay, if they if you went you could go to the Hockey Hall of Fame, and you know because they could assemble a Stanley Cup from the rings that they've taken off over the years. If right. if, if somebody could go in there and they would allow you to raise the Stanley Cup over your head, like I would not do it because that's something I haven't earned that's something that is that okay. is that is something that is earned from blood and sweat and toil right. over two months of the playoffs and I don't that's not something that is something that I I would want to do because I don't deserve it interesting interesting
0: okay
2: I mean yeah, not even like uh, they, you know
0: they have rules about they have rules about the Stanley Cup they probably don't have rules about the Prince of Wales
1: <laughs> yeah probably not
0: no, no Or, the I mean,
1: Cam- or the want, out there that I really do like the fact that the Penguins – picked up the trophy, you know, I, just, I never talked about that, but we never talked about, it. but I think that- Well, that, that
0: remains to be seen whether that's good or not.
1: <laughs> no, well, was, like, Mario- it, Ma, it, The two times they've done it, it's worked for them, so right, that- Mario did it in 09. And, so. and, and okay. Crosby did it when they won, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'll throw that out there. All right, so let's get on to, um. so we're going to know about Murray, we don't know what's happening. Um, it sounds like, um, what's his name from the for the college, kid from the Predators, who was hurt, is going to be back- um, Used to be, you had, we had him on the show one time as a guest. Oh, Carter. Carter no,
0: wait. You're not talking
1: about Carter Hutton. Who are you talking yeah. about? No, the um, memory of Mike, you and I, a long time ago when he was in Boston College. Was it Boston? Colin Wilson.
2: Colin Wilson. Oh, Wilson. Okay. I don't yeah. remember him. I don't think
1: he's going to be back, I hear, for this game. But that's good. That'll probably move Parento back out of the lineup again.
2: Right. Yeah, Parento will be. Well, out. maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll sit Zolnerchuk. Chuck. Maybe, yeah,
1: perhaps. I mean, I don't think so because I think the deal is. I mean, they really like Harry to the Z. You know, um, he is um, <laughs> he's such a such a spark plug, and it's just Lovie Let's guy. Speed, you know, you guys brought up before like this is why McLeod is not playing. This is why Fiddler's not playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought I thought that that would they might still play McLeod because they had teach him some skill. But you guys are right, and I was wrong. Um, they're definitely going. Although it's funny because I was walking when walking around Nashville, there was a guy. With a Colorado Avalanche Cody McLeod jersey, wow! That was ev- everywhere. I seem to run into him all the time um, over the last couple. That's of days. obscure. It is obscure. So I don't know if he's related
2: to Cody McLeod or not. Someone, told- yes. that's like that's like that's like yes. walking around with a with a Toronto PA Parento jersey.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, he so apparently and and the and the Uber driver I had drove Cody McLeod's dad around. So this this family was definitely in town. Um, all right so let's move on to some rumors shall we because we are really getting into the rumor season here it is only um geez how many what are we talking about here we're talking about 10 days until
2: we're we're 11 days 11 days from the from the uh rosters for the expansion being revealed
1: right right and uh so yeah so we are really in the throes of this thing yeah um and uh so as we stand now that's there's a there are probably trades being made, but I've heard and there's some definitely positioning going on. So a couple things today. Um, I want to go first. I'll start with um, TJ Oshi and let me go to the rumor chart to bring this up. We'll just start there because I have some things as well, so we can go off the rumor chart here. I okay. Like we like to show you the rumor chart sometimes as a public service. And um, if you feel free to subscribe to the website, we would love it because it would help us out a lot. And um, I'll show you. We'll show you a little bit of it now though. So all right, I'm going to go with the. First, let's see here we go. First, well, a couple, we're going to go with four players here. Off the river, three players on the roomba um, chart. All right, so TJ Oshi has been a guy who um, most believe I think it's pretty safe to say is one of the you know one of the key players in this in this year's UFA signing period. Sure. You know he's 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 been you know we've seen him you know we've seen a lot from TJ Oshi over the years. He has how how's he you know how how is he going to? He wants to stay in Washington for sure, but, you know, it looks like he won't be able to. I know he wants to stay there. They're trying to sign him there. I was, wouldn't be shocked to get if they did find a way to get it done, but so far, no good. So here's here's what we have right now on the rumor chart. We'll go to the rumor chart here. So, um, all right, so here's a couple of things. TJ Yoshi, Um until yesterday, or actually today even, this morning, early, lately, last night when I got back from my flight, um, I had Oshie with the Islanders pretty strong, and I was hearing the Islanders. Now I've heard the Islanders have shifted their focus away from TJ Oshie, and it corresponds with the Kings actually shifting their focus towards TJ Oshie, which is cast to somehow be tied to Dustin Brown, you know, like that. And, and although you know it's not connected together, if they can indeed move Dustin Brown, which a lot of people are debating whether or not, you know, that's a good deal for Vegas to get the eleventh pick overall. And Dustin Brown, um, right, having right. To, you have Dustin Brown for a year, then you'd buy him
2: out. Basically, that's what they would do, right? So yeah, but, but okay, but let's stop there for a second. Dustin Brown's got five years left in his contract, right? So even if even if Vegas decides, okay, we'll take the 11th pick, we'll take his contract on, we'll keep him a year, and then buy him out. You're talking about a buyout that's going to last eight years, because it's going to be double the amount of right. the. You know, so maybe if they keep him a couple years, fine. Then it's six years, but it's you're talking a long term investment for an eleventh overall pick in a draft that is not considered, you know, a, a great draft. It's a good draft, not a great draft. So I, I don't know if that's enough to to get them to take, you know, over. I think it's close to twenty seven million dollars in contract for Dustin Brown, who is I think on the ta- on the you know on the tr- going into the bottom going downslope of his career. So what do they have? They have the what pick number do they have right now? 5 or 6? 5 or 6,
1: right? Yeah. I'll check. Could they take 6 and 11 and move up to 2?
0: I don't think so. I don't think I don't think anybody would want to do that because again at 1 and 2 they're the big jump guys in this draft and then once you start hitting 3, right, you go down a peg and then yeah. and so on and so on. I don't think they do it. I wouldn't do it.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I mean I got at the at the combine um we were talking to a bunch of people and I one person we talked to said you know you got maybe the top 3 or 4 and maybe then from say 4 to 20 it's basically not the same type of player there's always pluses and minus, minuses but you know there's an evening out so there's that top level and then it drops down so I don't think anybody unless, you know, we're gonna talk about the 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 uh, Philadelphia Montreal thing a little later on, unless you're getting a an established player that can help you right away. I don't see yeah, I don't see the devils or the flyers training out of one or two. These players are too good.
1: Right. No, I, I'm i gonna disagree with you. Let's go through the rumor chart and I'm going go on to that flyers thing for a second. Um so yeah. what we have here, um, so we, so Duchesne and Druanne seem to be the two that the islanders now are more focused on. Um, than Oshi, and I guess that makes some sense. But Oshi, you know, and Oshi does feel like the LA Kings. I'm sorry about that. The LA Kings. I, I, that makes some sense to me. the LA Kings with Oshi. I think that
2: oh, only, only if they get, only if they get out of Brown's contract or Gaborik's right, contract,
1: right, they have to get out of. And now, some have suggested that Brown and Gaborik could both be sent. Could both go with that number eleven pick. Now that no way, there's no oh, way. That's crazy.
2: That's 10, that? No, there's no way. That's $10 million in salary. And, and it's not for one year. But Gabarik is four years. Brown is five.
1: No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just,
2: you know,
1: I agree. I don't disagree at all. So uh, hold on. Let me get rid of that. Everything is.
2: It'll, it'll fade.
1: Yeah, thank you. All right. So here we go. Uh, TJ Um Matt. Uh, you know, so I have on there, of course, the Capitals as well, and I have the Blues and the and the Canadians.
2: And See, I, I think him returning to the Capitals is realistic, simply because I think the Caps are going to be proactive. I mean, okay, they're going to lose Dustin Williams or Justin Williams. They're going to lose uh, probably. You know, the, there hasn't been a lot of talk about Orloff with the KHL, but there's, you know, it, yeah. that's out there. They've got Carlson with another year left on his deal before he's a UFA, so they're going to have to make a decision on him now rather than wait, and and Alzner as well. So they're they're losing a lot. I mean, they they have to keep somebody of that group, and I think I mean Oshie had a big part on that team. Now they also have to sign because They have to sign Berkovsky. So there's a lot of maneuvering there. But I I think you know they're they're. Number one um, um, priority of all those UFAs and potential RFAs is Oshi. It is, yeah. but it depends what the market is for him.
1: Yeah, that's the big thing, right? So,
2: I mean, I, Russ, I, I think, I think, based on his year last year, based on his age, I think he's getting six million dollars.
1: Let's see.
2: Yeah. I, think, I think he's getting six million dollars. So. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think you're right. Six, times five or six years, probably six. He maybe maybe he's maybe he's too old to get seven, but I think he'll get six. Well, he's only thirty, so I mean it's not too old for a speed guy. And that's a and that's a contract comparable to what Franz Nielsen signed, to what yeah Lou signed, to what Backus signed in Boston when a Pozo signed in Buffalo. And so.
1: better than all of those players that you mentioned.
2: Yeah, and he was almost a pointy game in the playoffs and, and
0: one of the better Caps players. He's going to get paid. I mean
1: yeah, – Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, okay, so some other some – other, so I have Dushane on here as well. Um, sure. Again, the um, the idea here is as the Islanders and – really the Islanders and Canadians are the two teams I hear the most. There are talks about Tampa, which would be a swap with for Drouin, um if that was to happen, I heard. Um I don't – you know, I'm not really super strong on that one. But um, I think Montreal, yeah, i understand.
2: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and I mean, we've been talking about Duchesne for, what, three, four months? Oh, well,
1: geez, yeah, almost, almost half a year now.
2: Yeah, and, I mean, there were some people who were saying, okay, it doesn't make any sense for them to trade uh, him. Um, they need to get a certain amount for him. And in the last, the last couple weeks, I mean, guys like – Bob McKenzie and Elliot Friedman have come out and said, you know, it's it, it's looking very sure that yeah. Duchene is going to get traded. It's just a question of where and for how much. Now, he had a bad last quarter of the season. He's got, I think, two years left at six million dollars per. Yeah, he can play center or wing. So depending on where you know where you want to place him, he could he could fit either. I, I, I think I think the chart is dead on. I think the Islanders, I think Montreal makes sense. I think one team that makes sense, too, that's sort of – and we we heard rumors about it is Carolina because Carolina's got okay. that glut on the blue line, and they need offense.
1: And, and they've come out recently and said that they're willing to trade draft picks because they've got a ton of them. So, right. But I think I don't think Colorado is looking for draft picks. No, they're um, looking for players. Yeah, they, they they're, they're going to get better soon. They, they, they This team is – they've got – They've already they already had the rebuild. Their they like their rebuild just got completely you know overturned.
2: And yeah. and the speculation is act that if if Colorado can get a defenseman, a legitimate top four defenseman in a deal for Duchesne, that that will kick in them trading Tyson Berry uh, someplace else because it's it sounds to me like Tyson Berry you know they they signed him because they didn't want to lose him in free agency. You know, and, and, you know, having him locked up. But he's he's a, he's a one-dimensional defenseman. He's an offensive puck rusher, power power play guy. He is not a two-way guy. So that might mitigate the value you get back for him. But if they get themselves, say, a Travis Hammonick in a deal for uh, Duchesne, then maybe they would be willing to trade Barry to get something else, maybe to get forward help.
1: I can see that. Now the next one, and this is something that Russ, you've been all over this forever. You think that Mike Smith should be a flyer. Um, I, I've liked the idea, but I've never been able to get anybody to actually say that they, that it was, could happen. Like I, I've talked to people, I have said, "What do you think?" Ah, no, everyone. But now it actually does seem like it could happen, and it really seems like, you know, if I was to, if someone was, you know, to put a gun to my head and ask me who the Flyers' goalie would be next year, and believe me, that happens almost every other week. Yeah, um, I would say. Mike Smith um, is probably going to be your guy because he's got two years left on his contract. you got Carter Hart coming, and um, two years is pretty good. Yeah. Two you years know. is good, and then if you do that,
0: then you definitely could, could put Neuwerth in, in Vegas one way or the other, where, whether they unprotect him or whether they work out some sort of trade.
2: Right. Well, The, qu- the question I have here is, this, is this Philly being proactive to get a goaltender who fits perfectly in terms of the scenario we just talked about, Hart being, you know, let him, give him mm-hmm. two years to develop? Or is this Arizona trying to dump him because Mike Smith makes 5.6 million and they're not contending? For the I next- think it's both. I, I
1: think,
2: think it's, yeah, it's all of it. It's I think it's Arizona, both, actually. Yeah. It, it's Arizona
0: trying to dump the salary. It's Philly trying to get a goalie for a couple of years, like they, like X said, until Hart is ready. Or, or maybe even Sandstrom, whoever's ready first. You never can tell. Yeah. And the other part of that is the Flyers already know that McPhee wants Neuberth, so then there may be somebody that they are eyeing that they can get in the expansion draft that they could sort of swap out, and then they'll take the least offensive guy from Philly just to sort of do him a favor in right. the expansion draft. All of that applies. Plus, I think another part of this is the Flyers hiring Chris Knobloch today is as the assistant coach, because he yeah. was a Otters' coach, and he's been watching some of the best talent, really, in the world come through his team and that league. Yeah. And you got to figure, Dave Axel has done a moderate to lousy job of working with the young players and getting them to the next level. They're going to bring in a guy who can definitely relate to him. And if this doesn't help the overall picture, he could eventually be the guy. But right now, he's being brought in to, to help out those young players. So he certainly knows Carter Hart as well, although didn't play in his league, right, because Hart played in the WHL, right. well, but still knows him. And, and so I think that's – it's all connected. I think it's all connected. Well, and,
2: and, and this, is, this is and th- – I'm just speculating here, but um, I know that there has been talk regarding Arizona potentially uh, moving Dylan Strome. Uh, that they were not, they're they're not happy with his progress, and he was an otter, right? And he and right, Knoblach has coached him for what three years, three years, four years. Yep. I mean, if you're talking, if, you know, this and this is assuming that this is a, a bigger deal. If it might be just a deal for Smith, but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that. If they are tra- if they are interested in trading Dylan Stroman and interested in getting somebody of significance back in a deal involving Smith, that Strome could be part of the part of a bigger deal. Okay, but here's
0: so here's the thing. So if you're telling me I could have Dylan Strome for the number two pick, I wouldn't make the trade.
2: No, I no, wouldn't no, make the trade not.
0: because right thing. now, today, I think he has a little higher ceiling. So I'm not gonna do that. Now, right. if you tell me I could have Dylan Strome. And Smith, and you're gonna get, you know Sandheim right. and pick another forward.
2: Michael Lake. Hmm? or Scott Lake. Yeah, I, uh, I'll do that. Yeah, that, and that's what, that's what I think. I mean you're talking you're talking about them getting a, a first round pick, quality young defenseman who's ready to play in the NHL for a goalie they want to get rid of and for a player who they may be willing to move on from because he hasn't fulfilled the promise that they thought. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, and this is all speculation. I'm not saying that yeah. I've heard anything. I'm just saying. but it, Yeah, it, no, it makes some
1: sense. I mean, it's sense. definitely speculative. I haven't heard that they like Strom as much as I've heard that the Flyers like Duclair, actually. Um, okay. But, you know, whether or not that's going to mean. Yeah, but when the,
0: you're talking about a big sentiment, they don't dislike that.
1: No, I mean, that could change. And, and that is something that the Flyers – I think are really are lacking is size up front, yeah. and they, and
2: and we are also talking about the organization that cut and run way too early on Kyle Turris a few years back. Yes, because because he because he held out and was looking for a contract, and they I you know they probably thought that he, he was never going to fulfill the to them.
1: I mean, they, they, right. I mean, I, I think that, that to me was like a cut like the Flyers cutting and running on Jeff Carter. I mean, as much as Kyle Turris, you know.
0: Well, they well, hot and run on Jeff Carter. We all know there were extenuating circumstances.
2: Oh well, yeah, but I think with to tourists there were were as well. That Yeah, but the thing is, that, I mean, there there may be extenuating circumstances, but a team has got to get value. Kyle Turris was a number three overall pick, just like Dylan Strom is. And if and if Arizona, if if if, um, if Dave Tippett and John Chayka are going to trade Dylan Strom, which is, has been out there as a possibility, they have to get equal value. They can't dump them. Yeah. And for for less than that, and th- you know that that that's the problem with that with that organization. They keep trading players who have value for less than what they're worth, and then when that player turns out to be good, like Tourist has, and they have what David Runblad and a second round pick to show for it. Well, that shows that are Mickey Mouse organization like the like the Devils used to be. Oh, uh, you're just
0: hateful.
1: The Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah. Well, it seems like they're gonna. I mean. I don't know. It seems like they're not going anywhere for a while. But anyway, um, yeah, so let's move on to some expansion talk today because we have some expansion teams we've fallen a little behind because of all the traveling around. So let's catch up a little bit here. Um, Who should we start with, Mike?
2: Okay. uh, The Detroit Red Wings, um, you look at their uh, protection. To me, it's clear they're going to go 7-3-1. Actually, I think the biggest question is who do they protect in terms of the goaltender? Do they protect Morazic with one year left? And then he's an RFA, or do they protect Jimmy Howard, who's making 5.2 million and he's under contract for another two years? Based on um, you know youth and the shortness of the contract, you would think they'd protect Morazic, but I'm not 100, percent sure.
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure either. They're protecting Morazic. Uh, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, they will not protect Morazic because there's just not that much like for him. In the
2: organization defensively they've got a lot of money invested in what I think is an average defense uh, Mike Green's got a year left on his contract at six million but he's still effective offensively Danny the Kaiser's yeah. 27 years old they'll protect him they'll probably protect Green if they don't trade him it's a decision then between protecting Nicholas Cronvall with a year left who's 36 or Jonathan Erickson who's 33 who's got two more years on his contract or do they protect the young guys like Xavier Lett or Ryan Sproul?
0: No, nah, I think they'll protect uh,
1: Erickson. I think so they Erickson too. I wonder about Green though. I um, I, I, I and I think that you know also McPhee, you know, that's the that, you know Green was a McPhee player for a very long time.
0: Well, sure, he would love him, but there's no way they're giving up that offense. They can't afford to. Right.
1: Depends where you are. I mean, they I guess so. I mean, they're
0: gonna have money. They have a new arena. It's not like they're gonna be hurting for money. I right,
1: think yeah, 31, right? Yeah, he's
0: only
2: 31. Right. And and this is the thing this is the thing with Green. If you if you don't do not protect him and McPhee pick, McPhee pick picks him up in the expansion draft, you Detroit gives up what they can get out of Green at the trade deadline as an expiring contract. I mean, it right. would be it would be, right. you know, McPhee would be getting a player that can help him and then trade a guy off at the deadline and get a double sort of a double I don't think I think Detroit's going to protect them simply because they can probably get a first round pick and something more for a guy like Green, who's a, who's a really good offensive player, I and mean, we know his defensive foibles, but he still can be an, a good offensive player. I think that's true. Uh, at forward, they have to protect uh, Franz Nielsen, who has a no move clause. Obviously, I think they're going to protect Zetterberg, uh, you know Gustav Nyquist, Abdul Cater. You know, the guys who are the question marks are players like Luke Glenn Denning, Riley Sheehan, who had a bad year, Darren Helm. They all have term left in their deals. They're definitely going to protect Anthony Mantha and yeah. Ath- Athanasiu. So, I mean, they're going to leave. You know, one of those three, Helm Sheehan and Glenn Denning, is probably going to be exposed. I think mean, Helm's the guy. Like, he, I don't think there's – yeah,
1: I'll, I'll tell you the guy I've heard, which you guys haven't mentioned, but the guy I've heard that yeah. seems, that everyone that I've talked to seems to think could go there is is could is Justin Ambulkater.
2: No way. Yeah, no, he's, no I mean.
0: Uh, that's, no, like, that's a non-starter. There's no way. Why would they do that?
2: I don't know. No, just, I
0: mean, there's not a I, good reason.
2: I mean, the, the only, okay, he's 30 years old. He's under contract until 2023. It, right. could, it could be a financial thing, but I think there's enough interest and value in Abdo Cater that, trade they, tra- him. Yeah. that they, could, they could trade him. Exactly. Exactly. Um, if you know if they're gonna, if they're gonna expose a Glenn Denning or a Riley Sheehan, I think Lou Lamorello contacts uh, George McPhee and says, "Take that guy, and we'll trade for him," because that either one of them would be a perfect right. number four center for the Leafs who are looking for somebody. Yeah, the Glenn Denning is a winger, so he'd be a fourth line guy. But
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, so who's next? Who do we
2: have next? Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are next, and yeah. I think you know Edmonton's. Pretty straightforward. Um, you know they're going to protect Cam Tal, but they he has a no move clause. Uh, Andres Sakara. now he has a no move clause, but he also tore an ACL. So they have you know could they ask him to waive his no move clause while because they know that uh, that uh, Vegas is not going to take him because he's probably going to be out for six months. I don't know if you can
1: do that if you're allowed to do that. Actually, if you guys hurt, yeah,
2: well, I don't think and, you're allowed to do that. Well, okay. Um, no, they're going to protect Clefbaum. They're going to protect Larson. That probably means that guys like, you know, Dylan Simpson, David Musel will be exposed. Griffin Reinhardt. I don't. I don't see them protecting Griffin Reinhardt. No. You know, they don't have to. They don't have to protect McDavid or Kajulia or or Pugliar because they're they're within that two year window, and the you know the the best player that they have. Uh, it risks of losing it as a forward is probably Matt Hendricks uh, or Zach Cassian if they don't protect him. So I, I think Edmonton is fairly really now I think they'll have to protect Cassian based on
0: what he did in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a question yeah. of what – I okay, here, here you go. Here's the guy I think that they will expose and pray to God that Vegas picks him, and that's Benoit Pouliot. That's the guy, man. He is so overpaid
0: it's not even funny.
2: Now, the thing is they may expose him, and Vegas says he's overpaid and they won't pick him up, but it right. at least prevents you from having to protect him.
0: But here's the thing. On Vegas, <laughs> it doesn't really matter like if he gets overmatched. It doesn't really matter. like He'll probably score 20 goals on Vegas because he'll get an insane amount of ice time, right. all the power play time he'll want and it, and no, and it doesn't matter if you win or lose
2: and Vegas can retain 50% of his salary in a trade so they could flip him to some team that is looking for a big winger with what's playoff his salary, to... Mike?
0: what's what's he at? 4 he is at 4 million bucks he had 8 goals
2: yeah so you're talking i mean if they if they picked him in the expansion draft and then traded him and, and retained 50% he'd be a 2 million dollar player which a playoff bound team might say that's okay because the you know the 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 contract is only two more years so after you know at the deadline next year it's only a year he is your quintessential
0: garbage goal guy because yeah. like with the rangers he had 15 he was on you know he was on the fourth line and he and he overmatched other teams fourth lines he got 15 goals then with edmonton he got 19 when they really weren't very good so he probably got a lot more ice time than he gets now then he went down to 14 and now he's down to 8 because now all of a sudden there's a lot of players on that team And he's not up for the challenge. He's just not up for the challenge most times. Yeah. But on on a team like Vegas, he'd be good.
1: I mean, I've heard Pugliat mentioned. I've also heard Letestu mentioned. Right. He's only got a year left. Letestu a little bit though. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, and I mean, they now also this comes into the at the at the finals. Everywhere you look, Darren Dreger was talking about how Everly is going to get traded any minute. You know that that we keep waiting for this, and that changes things as well.
2: Yes, uh, it opens that opens up a spot that so then they might protect a you know they wouldn't have to expose a Latessus or a Maroon or a Cassian, but it depends to on out
1: where Everly is going and I you know and I've been I've been searching that you know as best I can and so it, far
2: and like it also it also depends on what Edmonton gets back. Are they getting pr- something back that they is exempt or are they getting a draft pick? If it's if it but if it's a player that they have to protect, then you know say if it's a defenseman. Then they risk, then they might wait until after the expansion draft and just protect Everly and then wait until after expansion and then make the deal.
1: Yeah, that would be, the, I mean, that would be, I don't think they would take anyone back, you know, like that they would have, I think the idea of getting him out of there is to clear that. No,
0: case. no, no. There's no way they're losing him for no, for nothing. No, well, way. no I
1: mean, maybe a, just a player they wouldn't have to protect, they'd be getting back. I mean, I, I don't think they would, obviously, they're not going to lose him for nothing. But right. I don't think I think moving Eberly is largely designed to do this to help. Each other. Wait, so
0: you're telling me they're going to lose Eberly for a guy that they don't have to?
1: No,
2: no. Maybe that entry level
1: contract guy is all I'm saying.
2: No well, way. Well, okay. Let's say this. Let's say this. If they trade Eberly, they're, they're they're going to have to get more than they got for Yakupov, which was a third yes. round pick if they don't get at least a first round pick for Everly, they're getting taken to the cleaners. I know that they want to get rid of the six million dollar salary, but you have to get something back for a guy who has scored in this league and been an effective forward.
0: I and mean, he still had twenty goals. Like here's the funny thing. Okay, so we've talked about guys all this week that are getting super revered for twenty and Everly gets super ripped for having twenty.
1: Right. Oh, I know. I know. I'm an Everly fan. I've always been an Everly fan. So no, Definitely. you
0: have to get real value back. He's a, even if you think he had the worst year he ever had, he had fifty-one points. You don't just give that away.
2: Yeah. So if it's the Islanders or it's Boston, I mean, we've those two teams we've heard connected to Eberle multiple times over the last few years.
0: I mean, you're yeah. not even making Eberle for Ryan Spooner. You're not even doing that. He's worth way more than that.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, on my chart, I have Eberle. You know, with Buffalo actually, which I've heard. You know, well, like, he could
2: be he could be a replacement for Evander Kane if they trade Evander Kane and that would make sense right. because I mean, I think Eberly only has 2 years left in his contract and I, I don't think he's much of an attractive force as, as Kane has been in Buffalo no. so that that right. would and you know and then you're to, you're probably talking about well, I don't know what Buffalo would have to give up there. They're not going to give up one of their young prospect defensemen.
0: No, they don't um, have enough defense. They yeah,
2: they they'd probably have to give up a forward. You know, a guy, a guy like a Justin Bailey or a Carrier or something of that nature. Yeah, but those guys are not enough for, for him. No, he probably have to throw in a draft pick. Right. Yeah. Um, Florida is the next one. Yeah. Uh, now here, okay, big question mark here. Yeah. 38-year-old 30, 38, 38 Roberto Luongo does not have a no-move clause. apparently The right. no-move no clause was waived when he got moved from Vancouver to Florida. So do they protect Luongo – or do they protect James Reimer? To me, I, I would think they would, even though Luongo is 38 and... You have to had, still protect Luongo. I, exactly. Now, I, yeah. do I do I think that Vegas is going to take James Reimer nope. with, with three more years at 3.4? Not a chance in hell. So no, yeah. they're, they're safe. Um, crazy. Defensively, Yandel's got a no move. Ackblad obviously is protected. Demers is obviously protected. That means... Pizik, um and Petrovic would be exposed. Yep. I don't think that kills either one. You know, to lose either one of them, Petrovic uh, has a lot of Petrovic. People like. I mean, that's yeah,
1: that's the guy I think from Florida. I really do, and I think that you know he's the guy I've, I've heard more than anyone else. The other guy I've heard. I'm looking at my notes here for Florida, I have also heard. Um, I don't know the defenseman. I mean, the forward. He's got that crazy long name. What's his name?
2: Uh, Mar-,
0: so Mar Vegas. So. I'll take Petrovic because he's got a mean streak. And he's still a pretty good
2: skater. Yeah, that's a guy they could use. John, Jonathan Jonathan is not going to be exposed. <laughs> that, that's the that's the that's the Michael Grabner of Florida. He had a phenomenal year. Yeah. He's, yeah. he he scored over twenty goals. He's making seven hundred and fifty thousand no, dollars. No, I mean they're protecting Huberto, Barkov, Riley Smith, Trocheck, Yeah, Bukestad. Um, that's that's five P- probably yeah. use probably U C then but after that you look down their list and Marchesio is is the the logical next one there you know I don't think they're going to be concerned about losing Derek McKenzie or Colton Sevier so I, I think they're protecting Marcia so Yep.
1: Yeah. Who was that I talked to? I talked to somebody at the uh, at the finals who who does who that you would really be surprised like a very respected person who really thought Marcia so was the guy. Um, yeah, I I think Petrovic's the guy at the end of the day. I I do, too. Yeah.
2: You want to do one one more?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's go for one more.
2: Okay. The LA Kings. um, Goaltender, no question. It's going to be quick. Defense, perfect for three defensemen. Uh, Doughty Martinez, Muzzin. That means you could lose Matt Green. You could lose Brayden McNabb or Derek Forbert. Now, they're both young and inexpensive, but you're going to keep your top – you're going to keep your big three. You know, the, again, this talk about Muzzin or Martinez being moved in a deal for Evander Kane makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, especially since neither one of them are going to be exposed for expansion. So, um, now Kopitar has the no move. Here's where the Dustin Brown thing comes in because, you know, you're going to protect Carter, you're going to protect Pearson and 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 uh, and Toffoli. Um, you know, after that, it's like there there's not much that I think it would really hurt them if they lose. So you know, Gabbert can be exposed, Brown can be exposed, Trevor Lewis can be exposed. I mean, I, I think LA is set up not to take a big hit here when it comes to. Expansion. I actually
1: think that they will, and and there's a guy, um, there's a guy I heard, and and it, that's Braden McNabb. I think that's the guy they could lose, and I think that's actually pretty significant.
0: Uh, if they lose him, that is significant for them because they're not loaded on defense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that he's the. I mean, they. It's weird that they wouldn't protect him, but I've heard it. I mean, you know. And by the way, Marchesio was the person who was talking about Marchesio being, yeah, possibly being possibly the guy was Pierre LeBron. You know, so it's like that's.
2: Well, okay. Let's use this for argument's sake. If if L.A. goes eight skaters and protects McNabb along with the three other defensemen, then yeah. they then they protect Kopitar, Carter, Toffoli, and Pearson. And that means exposing Brown and Gabrick and Lewis. So they could go eight. They could realistically go Yeah, that's probably the route they're going.
1: Yeah. I think that is the route. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at my notes at other people. I have Braden McNabb. I have a couple Some people telling me
2: Braden McNabb. I mean, if they go go eight skaters, then probably Forbert is the guy who would get picked up, Russ, because he's 25 years old. He's cheap. He's a former first-round pick, I believe. And, yes. you know, he's, he's just starting – He's you know, I, I think he's in the mix for L.A. for next year on their bottom pairing. So getting mm-hmm. a guy who's 25 years old and not making a ton of money might be something attractive for Vic. Played all 82 games. I mean, yeah. uh, but Gravel has some has some
0: potential too. And I guess he's probably safe, right, Gravel, because he's not yeah. – yeah. yeah, he's exempt. Exactly. Yeah, so Forbert's probably a guy that I think they would move on from even before McNabb. Simply because I, I think McNabb's got a little bit, I mean, a little more offense, not a lot. He didn't show it for LA last year, but he showed right. it two years ago.
1: I'm talking to eight different people, so I can go through the, and, and, you know, I'm going through my notes here. Eight different people that I respected, big, big writers, guys who've been around the league for a while. Six of them said McNabb.
2: That's, I mean, it's very possible. If they go 7 3 and 1 then McNabb's getting exposed, but yeah. I don't see if they go eight skaters, I don't see a fifth or sixth forward that they would feel sorry and losing. Oh, we have made a really solid bet here, Mike, that I want to make with you guys that
1: I think that not more than can we do an over under of two teams maybe that don't go seven three and one. Like, I think I think everybody will go seven. I think I'll, more teams.
2: I'll go. I'll go. I'll take sure. the over I'll for take two.
1: I'll take over two? All right, I'm saying I'm saying okay, how about three? You want to give me th- three? Why would I give you
0: three when you said two? Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so if it's one or two, I win. Three or whatever you guys win. I honestly okay. don't think it's amazing how people, when the more people I talk to, it's amazing how they view assets, you know, and it's just uh uh-huh. and it's it's often the fact of you know, these guys are so young, they're risky. It's risky as it is, so we want to keep as many of them as around as we can. And unless there's a real specific, specific, specific reason to do so, they're not going to go for less players.
2: Well, I, I think the th- the thing is is that teams that go with eight skaters recognize the inflated value of defensemen, and if they're if they can protect for, like a team like Anaheim is going probably to go seven three and one, but they're going to have to trade a defenseman or two. You're to- right about
1: that. I agree with you on that, but what where that's argument sort of falls apart is talking people there has never been a more a better influx of young defensemen than there are right now in the nhl that they said that right now even though the value of defensemen right now are is great and you know if you're a copycat league like this league always is the predators
2: i'll I'll give you one team
1: on defense but there's more there's more better young defensemen than there's ever been
2: I'll give you one team that I think is guaranteed to go eight skaters. So all I need is one, all I need is two more, and we and Russ and I win all the cookies. And that's and that's Minnesota. Minnesota is going to go eight skaters. I think you're right about
1: the. I will find out about that. I don't think you're right about that. Okay, we'll see. Out. I mean, I we mentioned Columbus before. So you thought a team that you thought would, and I confirmed that that they won't. There teams teams are not going to. Um, yeah, I th- I honestly. Well, did. yeah, I,
2: no, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think they'd go eight skaters to protect Jack Johnson. I just didn't think that they're gonna. So they're gonna yeah.
0: Luckily, we still got like twenty-seven more that we have to choose from.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, no, there's plenty of. I mean, then there's plenty of time. There's all kinds of things here that could like still happen. happen. Yep. And a lot of it has to do. Let's. I mean, the face, the facts. A lot of it has to do with these trades happening beforehand, right? So. Oh yeah. And that's that's gonna change everything. So. It's tough to, tough to predict right now. I just got a real sense from talking to some assistant GMs, some regular GMs, some people around the teams. I talked to three coaches. I'm doing a ton of research on this, and it really does not sound like... Whenever I say, are you, would you guys go 4-4? Four four? Why would you do that? We're want to, we no, going to protect 10 players. They all have the same kind of thing. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out.
0: They could be playing Liars poker, eh?
1: No, they don't really have a reason to lie about that. I mean, there's nothing really to lie about it. Well, no. You don't
0: want to reveal your hand to McPhee, do you? Well, he'll know. I mean it, he's not really revealing. I mean, he's not it. gonna know unless it comes out. If you I mean, write hey, I've it. spoken to such here. and such so. and it's coming out that he's only doing seven, three and one, that sort of helps McPhee. I, I don't think they want to help McPhee that way.
1: Right. Who do you guys think the the goalie will be for this team? For the Kings? No, for the for the um for the for the Knights. Oh, for the knights. There was, a, there was a predominant name that kept coming up over and over and over again. That sort of surprised me.
0: So he'll be the number one goalie, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, like I mean, I heard. You know, we all know like like Neuberth and all that stuff, but there's a name that keeps coming up.
0: I, I think it is going to be Neuer now. If the Flyers really have interest in Smith, it'll be Neuverth.
1: I don't think he's the number one. I think he's there. I think he's number two. Who do you think's number one, Mike?
2: Number one, I'm sorry, I hit it. I was off. Oh, number,
1: the number one, um, you can pay attention to us later if you like. Um, number one, the number one goalie for the Las Vegas Golden Knights.
2: Who I think the number one goalie will be? Because
1: yes. hmm. there's one guy that of, of the eight people I talked to, that seven of them think he's going to be the number one guy.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 stumped on that one. Who who do you who is this? Who do you it? Who Grubauer. Who Grubauer. Yeah. Gr- that makes I mean, a lot of,
1: I of sense. think Grubauer is the guy because, yeah. you know, I mean, Hope Hopi's obviously the protector. Oh, but
2: here's the
0: thing. All right, this is the only part that I differ from. If exactly. they've got in the same camp Grubauer and Neuwirth, there's no way Grubauer is beating out Neuwirth. There's no way. You think so? Yeah. Well, I don't has, know about that. Brubauer has less a lot less starts under his belt. Why in the world? Yeah, would but
1: Neuverth is, you know, Neuvirth is a backup. I mean, that's what he is. He's he's because he, he's, if you play him, if you depend on him as a starter. Well, I'm not
0: saying Brubauer can't beat him out, but I'm saying why would you start the let the guy with least amount of experience and have well, the most experienced
2: guy on the bench? Here, here, here's the, here's the mitigating factor. And th- this is why the Orloff situation is so key. If Orloff signs in the KHL before the twenty-first of June. Yep. Then Nate Schmidt is left unprotected because they right. they won't be able to protect him. If Nate if it's a difference between Nate Schmidt and Grubauer, they're taking Nate Schmidt. Right. He's only twenty-five years old. He's cheap. Um. He, you know he's probably you know uh, he's an RFA this year to probably make less than two million dollars on a, on a new deal. And you know, he's a guy that McPhee, I believe, drafted as well. So and defensemen are more valuable than goaltenders, especially in the expansion draft. He can get Neuvirth, he can get other players, but when it, you know, if if Schmidt is out there, then I think he takes him. If if they if Orloff goes to the KHL and they protect Schmidt, then I think you're right that it's gonna be Grubauer.
0: Here's the thing. So Grubauer has had sixty six career starts, Neuverth two hundred grubauer eight. Mm-hmm. Gruber's got a better save percentage, but Grubauer's also played with a lot better defense for more of the time. Yeah. 9 nine eleven is nothing to sneeze at. Like, there's no reason. No point to- the
1: bat, but McPhee also knows that when you have Noivert as a starter, you're in trouble. I mean, he's been there on that road, so it's like. Well, that, that was,
0: yeah. but that was the other Neuverth. Like this one showed a little bit more of really? a number one capability
1: than the one in Washington. I'm not. St- more, I'm still not he saying he's number hurt. one. He, but- he got hurt the same way. I mean, the problem is like he's just he breaks down, and and I just think you put. I mean, I love Neuwirth. I think he's one of the fastest.
0: Getting hurt and not being able to handle it to me are like two different things, right? Like, there's probably going to be a – I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, it's not like Neuwirth played an overabundance of games. Now, they did play – you know, that's the thing. They didn't play him an overabundance of games. So that's where I I differ from that, I guess.
1: I mean, the other guy that people talk about is Ronta, you know, obviously. Auntie Ronta.
0: Yeah, now Ronta, yes. Could I see him? Sure. Uh, I think the – going to make a deal to retain
2: Ronda. See, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like, and I can't wait for this to play out because it'll be extremely interesting, is to see how many situations uh, that McPhee's experience with the player or players yeah. comes into effect. Like, yeah. if for example, in Toronto, you know, they have three forwards, young forwards. They may probably don't want to keep or are willing to lose one of them. But yeah. a guy like Connor Carrick, who yeah. McPhee drafted – a guy like Eric Fair, who McPhee drafted, yeah. those are players he might want. And if they leave Conor Carrick exposed and if the Leafs get a defenseman, I think Conor Carrick will be the pick.
0: Yeah. Here's an interesting thing, too, about Neuberth. His most amount of games is 48, Then his second most amount is 38. And with Philly, it was 32 and 28. So I don't think it's the amount of games that he's playing when he gets hurt. I just think he's an unlucky guy that's gotten hurt. Like I, I, just think he's. No, I
1: think that that's fair, but I think at the same time, I'll also put it this way: the eight, of the, the eight people I talked to, I had them pick three goalies, right? And right. They, um, only one of them picked Neubert. Um, there's another guy who was picked five times.
2: Well, they're probably all assuming right now that Neuverth is gonna be protected by Philadelphia because they don't they,
1: only, they you know, they don't know that maybe the Smith thing is brewing. Correct. Yeah. I know, I know that's that's a good point. And you know, you can go there for sure. But a lot of people, a lot of people went with Corpusado. So Yeah. You know, you know, that's that's the other name that, that you know seemed to I mean, I would say if you were to if you were to do a general if I was to do and I did this, I'm gonna put a story out about this later, but I'll kinda of like give a little spoiler alert here on this, that the three goalies that, that were most commonly mentioned were Ronta, Grubauer, and Corpus
0: And no, I can see, see all of those names. They all make sense. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I just don't think Ronta will be there in the end. And Neuwirth will be there only if the Flyers know they can get a goalie. Otherwise, he's not going to be there either. So then Grubauer will end up being the guy because of that. And, yeah.
2: I, and honestly, I think with – with uh, Bobrovsky's history of injuries, last year he had a phenomenal year and he stayed healthy. With his history of injuries, the fact that Corpasalo is a good young goaltender, and and Bobrovsky is a UFA at the end of the 2018-19 season, I I, I see Kekalainen trying to make some sort of side deal to be able to yeah. keep to be able to keep. He's I try. I definitely
1: need to try. There's no question about that because he really they want to keep both of them. Right. They right. Can't expose. They can't. They just simply can't expose Bobrovsky. So it's like. Yeah. No, he's got a no move. Yeah, and even if even if even if he didn't, they couldn't expect. You know, he's he, right. they, they need to hold him even if he's got a year left. I mean, he was practically their MVP again. So, right. yeah, I think that's Well, that's really good stuff, guys. Well, tomorrow we'll get into um, who would be next on our list here. After Florida,
2: uh, no, after LA, we we go after to LA, the uh, Montreal to the Minnesota Wild, then the Montreal Canadiens. Ah, good that. ones, good ones. I got some good stuff on both of those teams. Yeah. All right, so we'll get into them that tomorrow. Um, tomorrow,
1: um, we'll have we'll have Russ on the phone with us as you're driving out to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. And um, and yeah, Russ, you have a prospect for us, by the way, before we get out of here today. I didn't have one in no, mind. It's not your fault. I'm sorry. I, I, but I'll
0: it. mention a guy. Um, I can mention somebody who we um, we talked about the other day in in Drayton Rasmussen. I did, you know, a little more looking at him, and he really had a heck of a year in the USHL, and he's just one of these goalies now that that went under the radar, and so the fact that he did so well in the combine will help him as compared to these really knuckleheads that are killing Middlestat for the lack of pull-up and weight bench. It's like, you know what? Here's the thing. That doesn't hurt you. A bad interview will hurt you more than that. Sam Bennett turned out okay. So will Casey Middlestat. But Rasmussen, for the kind of position he's playing in goalie to do as well as he did in the broad jump, and with the weightlifting, and he couldn't do the bike because he had a concussion. I got a feeling this kid would have been a, a beast on the bike, too. Yeah, eh, that could make him a second round draft pick now.
2: Yeah, I, a, a tall, a tall, lanky, you know, tall, lanky player. And, you know, I, I think you're right, Russ. I think he's going to, I think We're he's not lanky. He's got guns, man. He, <laughs> no, no, I mean, in terms, lanky in terms of, you know, yeah,
0: hot. torso. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got guns on him. I think so. That's, I think he, uh, he could surprise in this draft because he wasn't really on my radar. He was like sixth in Central Scouting, and now he's getting on the radar.
1: Well, remember to follow Russ at Sportsology because he's your guy for this draft stuff. So go to and sportsology.com is his website, and you want to go there for sure for all this for all your. And you also your your show on the weekends is going strong right now. I, I heard it. it this
0: we're, we're taping our last one of the year, our four-hour draft show for Hockey Prospect Radio, and that will play. Really, almost until the day of the draft, on a million different stations, and people will be sick of me.
1: <laughs> Can't wait though. Can't wait. But you can check that. That's going to be on XM. The easiest way to we're, hear. It.
2: We're, we're, we're sick of you here, right?
1: Right. I, <laughs> I get. It. You're have a rest here. You'll see that. And also follow Mike at Mike in Buffalo. And another quick note: um, we are in the process of having a competition on Hockey Buzz for our next Montreal Canadiens writer. And I want we have posted one today. Um, really good a really good article I thought we have a couple more in the hopper um, and then we're looking for some more what we're gonna do is what we did before um, with this which got us Eric Engels and got us Jane Cutler and, and it's has us some really good people over the years because um, there's so many Montreal people on the website if you've never done it before if you've never written before as long as you can commit to writing like every other day or you know five times a week ideally um, and you have a lot of ideas don't worry if you've never written before if you have an interesting unique voice that's what I kind of look for so would you can
0: would you consider a guy in retirement like I don't know if Guy LaFleur wanted to start writing?
1: Absolutely. Okay. We used to have Ivan Pinot, you know. I mean that was that was great too. So hey. Um so Yannick Perot,
0: you're not that old. I know you can't
1: do face yeah, like not that old.
0: But, you know, Ivan Lundere.
1: Oh, no, so yeah, so but if you want if you're interested in that, and it's very simple, just send a send an email to me at Eckland at hockeybuzz.com. put in the subject, Canadians writer, and um and then just write write something. Basically, I, you know, I really what I care more about than anything else is how you write. So just write something that would be great, and uh, and we will narrow it down to a field of four, and then we'll do some voting. We'll do what we've done before, and we'll end up with two probably two guys or two. I mean, two writers could be obviously two women. We've had women before. Canadians. It helps if you're if you can write in French as well because we do want a French Canadian writer too. There you go. So remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to you tomorrow.